what is the, 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 the primary ideology or primary ideas that fuel Gorgoroth's music? Satan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Analytical Fanboys, the podcast where two guys talk about things that are selected randomly from a list of things they suggested to each other. I am one of your co-hosts, Simeon the Vacuuminator Scott, and I am joined, as always, by my patiently satanic co-host, Chris Boingo Ryder Gaston. How are you doing, sir? Good, and hail Papa. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so how you been since the last episode, man? Uh, well, been grooving out to some sick-ass beats. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you haven't been able to... I, I love Ghost. They're one of my favorite bands. I, we'll, Wait. we'll get into it, but I can, I can see why. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so, uh... Yeah, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So tonight we're going to be talking about an album that Chris put on the list, and Wait. that is Mel Meliora by Ghost BC, um, uh, which is a which is a band I'd never heard of before. But um, I listened to this whole thing a few hours ago, and I gotta say I totally see the appeal of them, and I even uh, really dug a few of the tracks. So. We're going to go track by track on this thing, but uh, first, Chris, why don't you give us a little backstory as to what you find interesting about this band and why you chose them for this entry on the list. Oh, yeah. Ghost is a Swedish metal band. Now, when you say a, a, a Nordic country and they're doing metal, you typically would think of, what, death metal, black metal, doom metal, stuff like that, right? Yeah, I was expecting this to be very aggressive, I'll yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, corpse paint the whole nine yards. This is... The best way I can put it is it's throwback metal. It's looking at that early that 70s early metal mentality, Blue Oyster Cult, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, that kind of early metal where it was a lot more let's play the blues, make it sinister and add a bunch of evil imagery to it, and people ate it up. And that's what Ghost is, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's why I really dug them, because I've I've never been a big metal guy. It's always just a little much for me. But this was this was really fun. I'll say that. I found it re a really fun experience. Um, Which is weird to say about something that's um, about Satan. <laughs> yeah, this album's about Satan, but there's also like other things that I uh, I'll get into when we get into the more musical stuff later and the themes and things. But uh, Ghost, um, because they are called Ghost, they are only called Ghost BC in America. Well, used to be Ghost BC in America because there was a previous band called Ghost copyright issue, so they threw the BC on there to placate, uh, similar to Blink One Eighty Two. Um, eventually that whole thing got sorted out, now they're Ghost Internationally. Nice. Um, the first album was, uh, fronted by Papa Emiertes One, 
the second album was fronted by Papa Emirtis II, and this one, the third album, is fronted by Papa Emirtis III. Okay, so this is the third album. I wasn't quite sure about that. This is the third true album, because they also do mini-albums, uh, micro-albums, the best way maybe to call it, where they do a couple covers and maybe a single-single uh, thrown into it. Like, there's one right after Meloria, um, which has Square Hammer and a cover of the Arrhythmics and a couple other covers of Swedish bands. Um, but we're not talking about that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't YouTube them so I could put some some of their other songs in just like my playlist of music to eventually listen to. Uh, and I saw they have a cover of "Dance the Macabre." I'm super interested to see what that sounds like at some point. Uh, "Dance Macabre." Ah. Okay. Uh, macabre. It's like macabre. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So oh, it's the... not that song. No, it's a brand. It's a new brand new song. Okay, I'm sorry. No. I can't read. No, you're cool. Um, the cool thing, the when they were promoing that song, because that's one of their new ones, um, they had it on their Instagram story with a bunch of other metal people listening to it and dancing to it. Guess who was also <laughs> in the music uh, in that little like promo bit? Um, I'm gonna say. Who's a metal guy I know? <laughs> You're not gonna guess this, but it's a fun thing, and you'll find it enjoyable. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Chris Jericho and Alistair Black. Oh my god! Yeah. See, I almost said Elias as a joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but... That's great. Yeah. Uh, Ghost is one of my favorite bands. They're awesome. Uh... I, ha- I want to see them live so bad. You know what fans of Ghost call their live shows? What's that? Rituals. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. Like, you can buy uh, uh, a faceless ghoul, uh, nameless ghoul? You can buy a ghoul mask uh, for like six bucks. Is that bucks. what the, the band guys in, in the Circle video are? Yeah, the rest of the band, they're called ghouls. The only oh. ca- the only character in Ghost to have a name uh, is the lead singer, and it changes every album. Technically, okay. You cut out for a second there. Could you repeat that for me? <laughs> um, the only member of Ghost to have a name is the lead singer, and it technically changes every album. Okay. I, I say technically because we can get into that later, or I can spoil it right now. Uh. Well, if we can get into that later, I suppose we'll get into that when we get into it. All right. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, like I've been saying, I really like this. Um, I've, I thought the, the thing as a whole was a really cohesive piece. Uh, the videos were pretty, pretty interesting. One of them I really liked. One of them I was kind of like, okay, this is cool. I get where you're going with this. Um, uh, and everything flowed very nicely there's two tracks in particular that like if if it hadn't been two separate videos in the youtube playlist i was listening to i would have thought it was the same song and i'll talk about that when we get to it um but uh my basic take on this is this this album at least strikes me as a serious faced parody of christian music at least the kind of christian rock i was listening to growing up oh yeah all you have to do is think about he is 
Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. That's the track. That is the track where I where this popped into my head. It's like, oh, that's what you're doing. Okay. And it makes a lot more sense when you see what they look like because they look like an anti-church. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the lead singer is. He's an anti-pope. So uh, let's let's go ahead and um, start getting into it and talk about the first track, Spirit. Um, I really like this. This is this is where I had that moment of like you know I was somewhat trepidatious hitting that play button. I didn't know what I was gonna get. I was expecting some very heavy in your face rock, and then it's like it's totally chill and fun and. judging by the lyrics because like this is a thing i have is like if a song's good and i'm not watching the video for it then immediately it gives me like this image in my mind and that's what the song is to me this is like if if there was a movie called rocky horror picture show goes to hell this would be the number they do as they're entering hell oh yeah which i could talk about a little bit of the theme because that nails it on the head. Yeah, go go ahead. I'm I'm interested. I want to know more. Tell okay. me more. So there was a loose concept lore for the first two albums. It was there, but it wasn't really concrete. This is one where they started to solidify some of the ideas a little bit more. Um, the first album is the birth of the Antichrist. The second album is the rise of it, and the third, which is this one. Um, basically is the people uh the the group of humanity realizing that there is no god and turning to the satanic church for some f- form of guidance okay that's that's interesting and you can um, see it i can totally see it yeah, yeah yeah like like you can like we can i can i can bring it back up with uh further songs but this uh, the first one is spirit. It's basically saying, "Hey, like well, I got the lyrics right up here. Throw yourself into the vessel of possibilities. Your green muse." It's basically saying, "Hey, start thinking outside of the box." Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it was a it was a great track for somebody who isn't Christian anymore, but also w- was raised Christian, and um, just talking about my own perspective here, and is sort of. Of the idea that everything related to religion is bullshit. Um, not not to offend anyone who's into it. I don't have anything against you people. I have... I, well, no, no one who's specifically listening to this podcast, I probably don't have anything against you. It's just the concepts that bother me. Um, but anyways, this track sort of said to me, like, okay, this is not what you're used to. This is not what you were brought up with. This is not what you're into now. But it's gonna be something different and fun. Just go with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the best way you can describe it. It is. It is a devil church, and this is just how they proceed with a a sermon. Mm-hmm. This is just this is coming into the church and sitting down into the pews and everything. Yeah. Um. And. Uh... Any anything else to say with this? Because uh, I, I don't feel like there's much else for me. Uh, there's some cool alcohol references, absinthe, and stuff like that. 
But it's just mostly oh. like a motif for the song to get its ideas across. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to From the Pinnacle to the Pit, uh, the second track, which has oh. a video. Oh. Um, I can tell you're very into this. This is one of my um, favorite songs of the album. This is near and dear to my okay. heart. See, I enjoyed this, but I wouldn't say this is, like, one of my favorites. This is, like, second tier for me. Um, especially the video, because the video is fun. I like the whole, like, um, 30s and 40s horror feel to it. Like, this seriously reminded me of, like, um, Black Cat, uh, Metropolis, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It reminded me of those kind of movies. Um... Well, it helps that and they repurposed also, a lot of public domain film footage. Yeah, that's clear what's going on here. And also, clearly, Frankenstein, because there's the whole preaching of uh, giving giving the power of God to a man. Um, I, I like that it's almost, it's like a dark superhero thing, almost. Um, actually, you know what? That, that brings me to, uh, I forgot I thought of this, but while watching this video, by the time you get to, uh, I don't think... Sh- she has a specific name stated, but like the the mistress, um, sort of, sort of love interest in the video, a flirt interest. Um, yeah, yeah, flirt interest. That's a good word for it. I was like, you know, this is kind of anti Captain America. Like, if, if you're going by the the uh, the first Avenger MCU origin, and I I really dug that for some reason. Oh yeah, that could work. I, um, it was, it felt very much of like, a, because the music video specifically, it was a secret society trying to bring up this one person as a, a pinnacle, a, a paragon of their ideals and realizing that the power he now wields shouldn't be used in control, but for freedom and giving that back to the people. Yeah. It was, which ties into the lyrics very very well because it's all about lucifer and fighting god and it's a long way down mm-hmm. and uh oh man that final image where he where he flies up and then it's uh you can see the whole globe yeah that, and he tur- that was like that was straight out of metropolis to me i love that and he turns into uh i don't remember I don't remember if it's specifically Papa 3. He turns into a Papa. It's probably Papa 3. Are, I love the way you talk about them, because the Papas, the way you talk about them is like the way people talk about the Primes in Transformers. Uh, sure. You can also think of it like Ghost is kind of like, kind of like Gorillas. All right, you're about to scream at me. I I know literally nothing about Gorillaz except that it's a popular band from the early 2000s. Uh, they're still popular. Thank you. <laughs> um, the Gorillaz, the main thrust of it was that it was a fictional bla- uh, fictional band playing real music made by a producer. Hmm. So the characters would also just be wild and crazy, and that's a similar thing with the Three Papas and now the Cardinal. I haven't, okay. I haven't mentioned the Cardinal because that's for the next album coming out. All right. So it's not really relevant to this conversation, but there is a new lead singer called Cardinal Copia. 
interdastic. He's great. Um, but also, I, w- I just want to talk about the musicianship and the composition of this, because music guy. Go ahead. You know way more about that shit than I do. All I know is like, oh, it sounds good. I like that bit of guitar there. I like that bit of drum there. The motherfucking bass line thumps your heart so fucking much. It's great. Like, it just starts you off on a fucking run. Yeah. yeah. That's that's <laughs> one reason why I love this song. It's just the bass line is just... Dun, 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 dun. I, lo- I love a solid bass line. Um, so you want to move on? Uh, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and talk about Circle, which uh, is the other track. Sorry? Circe. Circe. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm just glancing at the playlist here and trying to <laughs> trying to keep my eyes on the call. But um, So Circe uh, is the other track on the album with a music video and might be my favorite track from this. I, I really liked it. I really liked the whole thing with the video, the talent show with the uh with the kid dressed as a papa and his parents are so proud but everybody's like losing their shit in the auditorium except for them and this one little girl who clearly did not want to be there but is now like falling in love with this demonic priest oh, yeah. and i'm like this is great this is a wonderful metaphor for so many things and i love it and it's also really adorable oh yeah um there's actually, I saw a little fan theory that that girl and that kid being Papa are actually the younger forms of Papa Nil and his wife mistress thing, and they are the parents of Papa One, Papa Two, Papa Three. Huh. Because also, yeah, there is a Papa Nil. He plays the saxophone. I would like to shake his hand. <laughs> he fucking like, like you talk, you describe Ghost to a person. Oh yeah, it's a heavy metal band. They're from Sweden. Uh, they talk about Satan all the time and all this stuff. And you, people go like, oh, it must be this very, very dark, very, very harsh band. And then you show it to them, and it's like, no, it's fun. It's full of goofs and gags, and the fans make a shit ton of memes. Like I. Sent one you, to you earlier uh, of the Cardinal. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Like, like let me just... Uh, the latest... Uh, one of the newer music videos uh, for Ghost is for their new single from the new album called Rats. Okay. Yeah, that, that came up when I went and looked for more music on YouTube. Yeah, that's it's the first time we saw Cardinal Copia uh, being the lead singer. And it's this... The best way to put it is it's a it's an anthemic arena metal song and throughout the whole music video the carnal is dancing like Michael Jackson. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have to watch that when we're done here. It's so fucking good. I like the carnal is great. There's like it's so good. <laughs> um, um. But back to Circe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just a really good track. Um, 
the the song worked good. Like, I don't know what I would picture for this had it not been for the video. Like, I can't think about anything other than just what was going on in that video. Like, the, the song just fits so well for what they did. Though, I'm pretty sure had I listened to the song before I saw the video, I probably would have thought of something different. But that's why I'm glad I, I, I watched a playlist that had the video in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anything else from you on this track? The music is fucking great. There's a, a great... I don't know if it was actually a timpani drum or it just sounded like it. In the music video, they used a timpani drum, which is an orchestral drum. Um, that one. It really... Oh, yeah. Adds, that was good. It really... Adds, like, it sounds like thunder. It's great. But I also want to, like, bring up something in the lyrics... To me, after the first couple times I listened to the song, uh, uh, part of me felt like this was a something almost a, uh, almost an abusive relationship. Oh yeah, you know I forgot, but I totally got that from it too. That was one of the things I thought it was an allegory for um, was the beginning of an abusive relationship. Yeah, um, specifically, it's uh, one of the pre-choruses. Can't you see that you're lost? Can't you see that you're lost without me? Yeah. Really solidifying, like, oh, no, you're nothing. But with me, you're you're great. Mm -hmm. um, a lot like... Uh, and this is another place where I got the Christian music parody thing from. Uh, that's a lot of what uh, the lyrics in Christian songs, at least the ones I've listened to of recent years. Oh, are, can I go on, a, like, a fucking tangent real quick? Do it. Okay. My mother and my sister go to, a, I will say this, they're a very nice church. They're very welcoming. They're great people. They do a lot for the community. I have no problem with them. They are great people. They are not that dogmatic, fire and brimstone kind of Christian church. No, they're just very cool people. I have no ill will to them. Um, but they like to play more contemporary uh, uh, Christian music, which, okay, fine. It's understandable. It's good. But every time I've gone there, because my mom wants me to go there for Christmases and special events and things like that, and I go, like, okay, fine, they're nice enough people, I don't care. But she makes you be a part-timer, basically. Yeah, and I'm fine, because they're nice enough people, and I like helping them out. Okay, whatever, I like, that's fine. Every time they do music, every time, it is the most saccharine, everything's great because of Jesus, and I just go, like, this is not, this is not how you get a message across you're just giving the end you're not giving any of the work toward it and part of me just wants to look like tell them hey you want to know how to make these songs 10 times more effective before you play them play a song about losing faith play a song about being in a bad place you want to know how to make that christian song work so much better play hurt the johnny cash version before that because I mean, I guess I guess we'll go ahead and have this discussion. Um, I, w I wasn't expecting to do this tonight, but whatever, it works. Um, <laughs> that's one of my big central problems with Christianity is the idea that God instantly makes everything better. And people can say all they want of, of, of when they're trying to be apologists for Christianity to me of like, no, God is just... It's just a part of the solution, and the church is the church is the thing that provides that part. 
but it's like all you people talk about is if you have God, things will be great. That doesn't help anyone because I'm sorry, there's no proof. God is an abstract concept. An abstract concept alone does not help someone. And that's why it's stupid. And that's why the lyrics of this song parodying that idea makes it so great. Even if, and by the way, getting back to the, the ghost song, Cersei, there is a lyric in here that is really cool. That even though it is a kind of like a take on this idea, uh, it's the second verse. I know your soul is not tainted, even though you've been told so. That has been a Christian doctrine. The the first sin, the that kind of thing. You are born mm-hmm. a sinner, and it's basically a person. It, it's and this is I'm pretty sure every church but the Catholic Church loves to apologize for original sin. Yeah. Um. But I'm pretty sure uh, I haven't done research, and I don't want to quote anything, and I don't want to say this for certain. But I think there is a sect of Satanism that says, "Yeah, no, you're not born evil." And that's what this, I, I feel like this is kind of being a take on, but, yeah. but what I'm saying, yeah, back to the Sorry. little tangent I had, I just feel like anybody who goes to church to look for, I'm going through a shit time and I just want some help. If they hear Hallelujah by Baron Co- uh, by Cohen and then hear, but things can get better. That would help that person ten times better and would make the set list sound ten times better because then you go through uh, you go through something dark and then you get lifted up. Just from a purely artistic standpoint, it can be better. Yeah, but the thing about churches, and I know this because um, well, my mom is usually pretty close with the pastor of the church and his family, um, so I've had I've heard a lot of like. Um, stuff pastors will say when they're not preaching and a lot of what i hear points to like well we want to be so inclusive um we want to make sure anybody can just come in and understand that god is good god is great god is going to help you out so they're and this is something i'm inferring from that it seems to me like they're afraid of potentially alienating somebody by even hinting at the idea that things can be bad if you're a Christian. Yeah, but that's 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 problems with a lot of things, and it's just a bunch of things, and we can get into it, but I feel like this is not the place to discuss that. This is not the religion cast. However, if, <laughs> if, if you want listeners, we'll put that on the topic list. It'll probably get us a lot of shit, but we'll do it. Because we're, we're monkeys who dance for your amusement. Yeah. Anyway, Meliora. Um, the next song so the next... is uh, Sonnet. Oh, okay. I, Which... I had no idea how to pronounce that. I was going to get you to. <laughs> I, I'm guessing, just because I think uh, the um, the double dots over the O just adds a little bit of weird yeah. to it. So Spjorksonet. They're from Sweden. Are they? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can get into it after we talk about the track list a little bit more about the whole Swedish thing. Yeah. Because um, there's some stuff that you might find interesting after we talk about the art. Okay. Um, so uh, this is just kind of like a brief little interlude track. It sounds nice. Uh, it would make for, I think, maybe a decent backing track in a video. But, uh, you know, 
that would have to be in the days before uh, content ID. Yeah, but um, uh, I think it's more of a palate cleanser into the next concept because the next couple songs are very not different in tone, but different in intent. There, there's they. I would say so. Let's go ahead and move into "He Is," yeah. um, which is track five. I think things get a little more aggressive and a little more okay. This is how it is with us in this track, and I and I like that. I feel like this is this is about the this is actually the midway point of the album, so it's a good place to start doing that. Yeah, and especially uh, especially if you think about it as the concept of oh, there like the humanity is seen. There is no God, and they're turning to the Satan Church for it. Uh, the interlude is like time passing, and this is a sermon for this group of people. He is. This is. They are now cemented. This is that part of the 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 time. Yeah. This. Uh, the image I had for this song was like this is this is a this is like a a sermon in a um, Satan church, and also it sort of feels like a direct parody of another certain kind of Christian music, um, a certain type of song that's been very prevalent in recent years. If you listen to any Christian station for a good amount of time, you'll hear some song about somebody just saying, uh, talking about God is this, God is that. And this, this almost sort of feels parodying that of just saying, well, he is. Yeah. And just saying that over and over again, but in slightly different ways. And it works. It works great. This track is really fun. Oh, yeah. And they just replace all the uh, Jesus imagery with Lucifer stuff. Like, uh, he is the guidance of the morning star. He will lead the way into the void. Um, Could you actually link me to the lyrics you have? Because I'm I'm finding I'm forgetting more stuff than I thought I would. So maybe those will help me along a little more. Yeah. I'm sending you the genius link so you can also click and see people's interpretations of it. Hey But this also had a music video. Uh, that was not in my playlist. Go ahead and tell me about that. Um, if I remember right, the music video... Let me just actually rewatch a bit of it so I can make sure I got it right. Okay. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Uh, we're professionals. No, we're not. We don't get paid. We are. Um, this... Okay, you want to know what the music video literally is? What is it? It's Papa Emeritus uh, Third, um, in a black void, in a nice white suit embroidered with gold, talking to roses sensually, and then it transitions to actually him preaching in a church. With a choir and that's, everything. That's great. Oh it, my god, I've got to watch that later. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I listened to this without the video. And the thing I envisioned, because now that I'm looking at the lyrics again, I forgot about the Starcrust Lovers part. But that made me picture, like, this couple who are, who are seeing, like, the world is about to end. Satan's armies are about to come up and do battle with the armies of God. Um, we're at the entrance to hell, and they're down there getting ready to come up. Let's just fucking kill ourselves, because we're not going to survive anyway. 
Yeah. That's what I got out of this. We were falling over the precipice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, this is just a very nice ballad-esque song. It sounds really sweet, but the lyrics like really undercut that, and it's great. Um, and, uh, okay, so this was the track that I thought transitioned really well into the next one, which is Mummy Dust. I feel like this song ends, and if your your internet is quick enough and it switches right over to the next, um, track in the playlist, um, it, it doesn't even sound like it, it changed to another track. It sounds like it took a brief break, and then the guitar kicks right up, and I like that a lot. Yeah. I always love it when that happens in an album. Uh, yeah, this this Mummy Dust, the sixth track, it struck me as just, like, a very fun rock track. Like, this strikes me as, like, um... Something you put on for people to really headbang to when you're doing a live show, um, or mosh to if it's that kind of crowd. And uh, I didn't really catch a lot of the lyrics, but I'm looking at them here, and it's it's very repetitive. You know, in God you in God you trust, my mummy dust us. Um, there's some good other stuff here, but I'm not sure exactly what to take for it, so I'll let you mostly talk about this track. Yeah, um, it's very good, just classic metal kind of instrumentation and everything. Uh, look at one of the uh, interpretations someone had, focuses on people's greed, which you can see that, especially with, um, if you remember uh, Victorian England's obsession with uh, mummies. Mm. Uh, do you know about that? Uh, yeah, it was, like, back when mummies were first discovered in Egypt, they would be, like, shipped all over Europe and shown off, and it was, it was like, well, this was before rock stars, but it, they, mummies were treated like rock stars. Oh, even more than that, like, they would oftentimes take parts of mummies, crumble them up, and use them in snake oil concoctions. Hmm. And there was even, like paint colors called mummy brown based off like okay these yeah okay i get where where this is coming from i can Yeah. Um. Evil doesn't come from some nebulous thing like Satan. Evil is there. Evil is just humans fucking up and doing stupid shit. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, that really works. And, uh, okay, so I had this sort of um, idea that popped into my head about, um, these two tracks and the next track, Majesty, um, where I was talking about, you know, the armies of hell are about to come up with Majesty, and Mummy Dust is like them charging into battle, and then, 
um, for me, Majesty really gave me the idea of like, okay, this is, the entire army is out now and now coming up at the end to, to be commanding the charge is Satan himself. And this is top, this is a song about what the experience of the Prince of Hell coming out, coming out into the world is like. Yeah. Um, you know, um. A higher power from a higher power underground from Seth skies and now to chaos bound. He's sitting sacred and profound. But you also got to think about it, like looking uh, up to kiss what? his crown. I mean, that's it right there. You broke up completely. I heard nothing. Again, heard nothing. Uh, are you there? <laughs> Can you repeat? I thought you cut out. I think my internet pooped a little. Can you repeat what you just said? Um, I just I just read the first lyric here. A higher power underground from Sephir skies now to chaos bound. He's sitting sacred and profound in midst of sinners looking up to kiss his crown. That's that's the song right there in a nutshell. Yeah, it's Satan's here, and everybody is like going like, "Oh fuck yeah, it's Satan." <laughs> exactly like that. They're all doing it in that dude bro fashion. <laughs> yes. Pathetic humans in despair to face the flower now to death devote a fallen angel in his glare and the chaos uh, and the chorus really like solidifies it old one master all beauty lies within. Mm-hmm. It is a reverent song just about Satan. And that's fun. I, I let, I'm sorry. I'm memeing out. Just I keep going like, yeah, this is about Satan, and it's fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but the next track is Devil Church, and that's an that's an instrumental, but it's 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 really nice. I liked it a lot. It um, it felt again just like that experience of what it would be like to actually sit in one of these ceremonies or rituals, I guess. Um, so let's move on to Absolution, uh, which is another really good track. Um, just, again, this reminds me about the sort of abusive relationship that religion can have with people, and they're trying to, um, not empathize, but, um, emulate. They're trying to emulate with this album, um but also parody at the same time, and it, it works really well. Um, ever since you were born, you've been dying. Every day, a little more, you've been dying, dying to reach the setting sun. As a child, with your mind on the horizon, over corpses to the prize you kept your eyes on, trying to be the chosen one. Um, that's in That actually hits kind of close for home to home for me, because that's like, in in a way, that reminds me a lot of how I see my struggle as just trying to get ahead in life and trying to become an artist and the sort of allure religion does, doesn't offer me and has never really um, come off as to me, but can offer other people of like, if you were only like super into God, you could do this thing you really want to do with your life. Um, and um, in, in the, uh, 
in the fictional universe of this album, that's literal and real. And um, they're saying, you know, if you join if you join our Satan church, Satan will make you great. So but, let's go ahead and move on to the penultimate track, which is uh, actually uh, real quick. I want to talk about this one person, uh, this one person's uh, interpretation of uh, absolution on this thing, which makes total sense reading it and go like, yeah, no, that's that that's totally what it's about. Uh, it narrates the story of a lavish man or woman that believes their material gathering set them apart from everyone else that gives them a ticket straight to heaven. And it's like, you see that in so many fucking people. Yeah. It's just, and it really solidifies of like, no, evil doesn't come from a nebulous source. Evil's within and you gotta understand it. You know? Definitely. Um, I mean, that is a thing a lot of people do, even though, like, um, if I remember right, that's one of the core tenets of Christianity, at least, that they constantly preach against is material wealth can't help you, God can. Um, and that's kind of what this song is picking up on, I think, if this guy's interpretation is right. Yeah. And but here's the thing: it can be right because of last will and testament of the author. So, huh? Because uh, the author, because Papa said another song based on a baseline, like the third song on a disc. Uh, lyrically speaking, it is a lament of the modern woman or man who spends their lives thinking that their possessions have something else that allowed them to be above any responsibility. Hmm. Okay. So it's totally there. Yeah. Alright. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the penultimate track then. Um, this is Deus in Abs Absentia? Absentia? Yes, Absentia. Right? Yeah. Yay, I got it right. It's, um, it's based on Latin. Think Latin. Think Romance yeah. language. Yeah, Deus in Absentia. I, the reason I was sh kind of surprised to hear that this was the third album was I went and looked up what Meliora means on Google, and it means better. So I thought, like, okay, that sounds like a good good thing to call your second album is just better, better than the first. <laughs> um, but you could also take better as the devil church that this story, that this band is, saying this is a better way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. That that um, could be what it's intended intended uh, as. It could be. Could be. We don't we don't have uh, we don't have the the guy here. Yeah. Um, however, if he wants to do an interview, you know, feel free to email us at uh, analyticalfanboys at gmail .com. Yeah, two American schmucks gonna interview a Swedish rock god. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, um, but Deus absten uh, uh, Absentia uh, directly translates to an absence of God. Oh my God! He's not here. Where'd he go? Yeah, so that's kind of that kind of solidifies the whole theme of the album of God's not here. The people are turning to the Satan Church. They're turning to material possessions. They're turning to greed and money and all these kind of things. And it's basically saying, like, yeah, this is the yeah, world. Looking over these lyrics, it is it is literally like a uh, you know a Southern revival sermon 
about you've tried everything, things are going to shit for you, um, your only, your only choice is to turn to us because we can help you. We we are the people who know what's what's up here. Remember, um, you know that you're lost. You know that you're lost without me. Yeah. And that's that's exactly the, the kind of stuff that's going on here. In this your time of need, you're turning to the light. Uh, you have just begun to explore the dark in the urban night. The world is on fire. It's apocalypse. It's in the days. Good. I like I like this song. Um, it uh, it totally works and gives you that feeling of like the people on the outskirts of the battle who are unsure as to what's going on, but also also know there's not much they can do. Um, dig it. Anything to to say about the instrumentalism? Uh. Let me refresh my memory real quick because I think it was very beautiful. It was like very Yeah. Sounds very oh, yeah. ornate, I would say. Oh yeah. I remember listening to this first time and just went like this is kind of ghost going prog rocky, like taking a little bits of it like Definitely, that. Definitely, yeah. The pads, the the IRL sound effects because of the clock and things. Yeah, I forgot about that stuff. That was so much fun. Um, hearing that pop in for all of it was uh, really, really neat, I thought. Um, yeah. So, should we go ahead and get on to the final track then? Uh, the final, final track. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to make sure. Because, Zenith. Uh, Zenith. You know what? Yeah. I want. I listened to the original release, not the deluxe, because that's part of the deluxe. Okay. Um. Yeah. Hold on. I am at Meloria's album. The original track listing for the first version was Spirit, Pinnacle, Circe, uh, uh, Spooksnut. You know what this code name is? Ghost Sonata. <laughs> Spook Sonnet Wonderful He is Mummy Dust, Majesty, Devil Church, Absolution Deus In uh, Absentia uh, And then the limited LP Had Zenith and the Radio version of Circe So Zenith is part of it But You did not listen to that for this? No, but we can Let me listen to it and then we can Get into talking about it And just Hey, yeah, you know what would be fun? Get my live reaction what? because as a Ghost fan. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do. Have you not heard this song before? No, I don't think I have. I think I listened to oh. the Meloria by itself and other thing uh, and the other two albums by themselves and the new singles, but I don't think I've listened to this because I okay, think it that's was interesting. Oh yeah. It's weird. This was in the uh, this was in the official YouTube playlist, so I just yeah. I listened to it and assumed it was the final track. But that's kind of funny that you're you're the guy who's like the big ghost fan here, and I've listened to this song before you. Yeah, um, I'm listening to it right now. So piano's dope. This is not meant to be an insult, but I'm getting some. Meatloafy vibes. Yeah, just slightly. 
Okay. Oh man, this is fucking great. Yeah, it's it's probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. Like it's up there. Oh yeah, it's it's orchestral, it's operatic, it's um I mean, as I was going through this, I kind of just whatever tracks I really dug, I went ahead and put them in my uh my regular music listening playlist that I have on YouTube. Um so I could go through and tell you what ones I added. Yeah. Um, I'm also just looking through the lyrics just so I can get a clearer picture quicker. Um, uh, so help you God come unleash your set free. Basically saying, yo, letting go of your identity and saying, hey, I have no control over who I am. Nah, fuck that. You're free. Yeah. It feels like, okay, the battle is over. Satan has won, the demons have inherited the earth, and thus he's giving it over to you, and now you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Devoured by shadows, deluded by wisdom. It's very much, this whole song, or this whole album rather, is very much about self-empowerment and determinism and those are two things that i'm really big into uh those are yeah. some of my core philosophies and um this especially with album. uh go, this go last one the zenith fades into eternity basically yeah. the almighty's gone you don't have to worry about it yeah now you're just free to be whatever you want to be um and that's that's something i really believe in is if you are determined enough and have enough resolve um, and you have the time to do the work, you can get to any point you want to get to. Um, yeah. Which is a big part of why I've stuck with my YouTube career, even though I, I've i never become successful, quote-unquote, and I've, I've had a lot of false starts. Um, and... Uh, it was only just recently I really started gaining traction personally on my channel. Um, yeah. But, uh... There's yeah, my dumbass not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you're busy. You got a job. You're doing this. Well, you, you'll get back to videos eventually. Oh, yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, uh, I really dig this track, and I really dug this whole album. One thing I actually really forgot to bring up is the the lead singer. I'm assuming it's the same guy who plays all the all the papas. We will um, get to that once, but yeah, um, I'll cut the song the lead- off a little short just so we can talk more about it because I just finished the bridge. Um, but yeah, the beautiful. It's I just imagine swarms and armies just rampaging. It's you know, I like the image I got in my head. It's gonna sound really dumb. I imagined the orc army from Lord of the Rings just rising up and just marching. I can see that, yeah. But um, yeah, this was uh, the the lead singer's voice actually, because I was expecting that you know hard metal, the guy who's just kind of growling into the microphone, saying the lyrics as loud as he can. That's that's what I went in expecting. This guy's got like a much more fun sort of laid back sort of yeah. This is this is how it is, guys. Kind of voice. It yeah, reminded well, me a lot of like um the more like goofy '90s um, rock bands, but like in a good way. Like you're putting this into a seriously toned thing, and it totally fits. Oh yeah, but um. Funny you said that. Papa Emeritus Three, who is the lead singer for Meliora, is the fun Papa. Oh, he's the rock star Papa. He's the one who, because the previous two Papas, they wore robes all the time. They wore their anti-popal hat all the time, and it was very, very like we are we we are teaching you the children the word of Satan kind of thing. It was very. The first, Curious. yeah, the very, the first one is an old man. Uh, the second one is a slightly younger dude, uh, slightly younger dude, but still looks relatively old. Um, but got wrapped up. The story was the story in the the uh, the band gives that he got wrapped up in banging women. Uh, <laughs> literally, <laughs> that's the reason why he had to stop. And his younger brother, by three months, Papa Mietz's three took the reins. Huh. Yeah, th- that's kind of the joke that shows some of their jokiness in the band. Uh, and Papa Emeritus 3 was like, alright, let's really get the message out. Let's try and make this like palatable to the kids. And so he starts the... He started shows in his robes and midway through, like, he released them and he's like in this nice dapper suit and he's like pointing to the crowd like a rock star and doing the whole thing. Yeah, I'm looking at some Google images of him, and, like, there's a lot of cool fan art of him in this dope-ass suit just kind of hanging around. Um, like, he almost reminds me of, um, uh, there's some character from Neil Gaiman's Sandman lore I'm thinking of. Um, so, he just, he looks like a character from that, from that comic. Yeah. Um, and I, and I dig it. Um, but yeah, there's been three Papas so far, and now we're at the Cardinal. Um, but if you look, if you just Google Papa Emeritus, you can see just in their, the characters' faces, how you can feel their tone. Oh yeah, I'm looking at a comparison shot here of them now. The first Papa looks fucking ancient. Yeah, and that's kind of like the tone they had. It was like ancient druid Satan music. 
Hmm. So th this is this is like the fun album. This is literally what you did: is you picked the fun album that you show to someone when you want to get them into Ghost. Oh yeah. Uh, the next album's gonna be the funner album if they go like, yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to get into the darker stuff yet. All right, cool. Here, listen to a new one. Um, okay. Because okay. Look, I, I'm pretty sure I don't know how to spell it. Card. I'm looking. I'm doing it. <laughs> First thing, Carnocopia. Um, he is our. He's our panda lead singer right now. Search Cardinal Copia. Oh, it came up as an autocomplete for me when I started typing Cardinal. Oh, yeah. He's great. Just look at him. Oh, my God. He looks like a Showa-era Kamen Rider villain. I love it. Okay. Do you want me to spoil some of Ghost for you? I I don't care about spoilers for anything ever. Go ahead. It, it, Okay, the best way to put it, it's not spoilers, it's more like breaking kayfabe. Huh. That's the better way to put it. It's, do you want me to break kayfabe for you? Um, do it. Well, first off, in the storyline for the next album, the next album's kind of general story is the Cardinal trying to become Papa 4. Huh. He's trying to prove his, wor his worth to become the next Papa. Okay, that's the storyline. Now... In real life, all of the Papas and Cardinal are played by the same dude. I thought as much, yeah. Okay, his name is Tobias. Mm -hmm. And the only fucking reason we know this, because he did not want to release this info, he did. He was adamant against it. Uh, he wanted the band to always be anonymous, 100%, never reveal their faces, anything like that is that several members of the band, several nameless ghouls, previous nameless ghouls, by the way, um, sued him for money they felt that they were owed, um, and Tobias had to release all the information about the band and basically say, no, this was my project. I hired you guys, uh, you guys as studio musicians, not as creatives. I paid you what you, what we agreed. Um, the court case is still going on, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, it's, it's very much people trying to make a claim against what was essentially a work-for-hire agreement. Yeah, I'm reading the Wikipedia because there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a on Tobias Forge. Uh, page uh, that they claim that it was going from a band into a solo project with hired musicians in a hundred-handed and shameless way. Uh, he disputed it, claiming Ghost was always sort of, uh, I guess, a Bathory sort of band where there was people playing live and the people playing live were not necessarily the same that played on the records. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that studio musician kind of mentality... Claimed that no legal partnership ever existed between the other members and himself, and they were paid a fixed salary to perform and execute the band's image, as he instructed as musicians for hire. So. Well, um, that's kind of sucky. I hope he gets it worked out. Yeah. Um, so there's currently all new Nameless Ghouls. 
uh, and none of them, none of their current identities are, re- no, their identities are released. Because now that the cat's out of the bag, they just kind of went, all right, fine. Once you open Pandora's box, you can't close it. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of the, the man behind the curtain. Um, he's been in several other bands, uh, including a death metal Swedish band called Repugnant. I listened to some of that stuff. It's pretty good. I might listen to some more. You would probably not like it. Because <laughs> it's I, exactly what you mention. feared Ghost would be. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I, see, I said, I, I was starting to say, I've heard that name mentioned. I'm pretty sure it's by few, it was by few, and he's super into that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's 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 exactly what you feared ghost would be um he was I'm also like, let, let me just be clear i'm not saying that kind of thing is bad i get the appeal of it it's just not for me yeah no that's what i'm saying you wouldn't like like yeah um i'm he just was trying also... to make sure commenters don't get confused yeah he was also in a glam metal band called crash diet a glam metal band yeah that could be interesting. Yeah, 2000 to 2002 is a guitarist for a glam metal band, Crash Diet. Hmm. Instruments, vocalist guitar, bass guitar, drums, keyboard, kazoo. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah that was this, Ghost. This was, that was Ghost indeed. This was a really, really fun experience for me. I wasn't expecting this sort of thing and i'm really glad you made me listen to it i'll i don't know if i'm gonna go back and look at some of their old stuff but i'll definitely check out the new album because you made it sound super interesting Um, oh yeah and uh yeah i i i don't know i don't i it'll be interesting to see whether or not i keep up with these guys or this is just like a a one-off kind of thing for me is like, yeah, I like that that uh, Meliora album they did. If somebody ever brings them up to me in the future, and maybe listen to the singles if you get a chance, that kind of thing. Yeah, I might. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna do it for this episode. So if I can switch over to Discord here and turn on my screen sharing, we're gonna go <laughs> ahead and select the next topic. Are you ready, All Chris? Right. All right, all right. Let's select the topic. What are the odds? (laughs) What are gonna be the fucking odds if it's another thing I suggested for like? If it's another thing you suggested, I'm rioting. (laughs) All right, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, man, I'm ready. Okay, we will know the next topic in three, two, one. Something I suggested. Next time we are going to be talking about Database Rangers Power Reviews Year One. Um, If you know anything about me, you know I am a huge fan of this series. Uh, It is essentially a weekly Power Rangers one episode review show hosted by Database Ranger, which is a fictional character created by um, Jacob Brody, who I am am good friends with ever since uh, meeting him on a live stream once, and he told me about the show, and I went and watched all of it in, like, a night and got super into it, and it's not quite over yet. There's still, like, I think ten episodes left, um, and he it just takes him forever to get one out these days because the thing with this show 
is it slowly ramps up in complexity and effects and how much the story is involved with the reviews. Um, and we'll talk about that when we actually get to it, but... Um, You're making it sound like it's a, it's a classic style, like, 2010-style uh, critic review. One of his main inspirations was Linkara. Um, yeah. Lilla, he, um, but I, I feel like he surpasses anybody who's ever done that style like um power reviews is like in my top four favorite story driven review things um but we'll we'll of course talk about that more when we actually do that topic on the next episode which may be a little bit because i think um the videos are like 10 or 15 minutes a piece and there's at least i want to i want to say 15 there might be twenty. I'm not. I'm gonna go check right now. I will bring. I will bring it up on YouTube. Yeah, because it took uh, us like what three weeks to watch all of Beck and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember that was also because I had a hard time getting through the first half. Yeah. Yeah. That that made me a little worried when we started talking about doing Ghost because I was worried. Oh, maybe my music taste is just completely different than yours and it'd just be very very incompatible oh he you know? does not have a playlist just for year one he has it all he has the whole show in one playlist so let me see if i can figure out where <laughs> year one ends real quick <laughs> oh lordy 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 um, content people content this is what you don't pay us for Oh, you know what? I think I was wrong about the ordering. Um, year zero is a thing. He goes zero, one, two, etc., etc. So I think all of the samurai reviews are are year zero, and then the super samurai stuff is year one. So we're gonna do episodes one through eight of Power Reviews, um, right. which is his review of like the of like a selection of the more important episodes of Power Rangers Samurai. So, uh, we will of course talk about that next time, but for now let's go on to questions. And um, just as in the last few episodes, we're still not getting any emails at uh, analyticalfanboys at gmail.com. I just went and refreshed the page. So instead, to keep this segment from just being... Um, us saying, hey, let's do Q&A. Uh, people send us questions. Um, I'm going to start pulling a randomly selected question every week from randomlist.com slash questions until we actually get some ones from the listeners. So are you ready for our randomly selected question for Q&A? Sure. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... So, the question is, have you ever been scuba diving? Nope. I, well, it depends on your definition of scuba diving. Have I ever gone and done it in, like, an actual, in uh, a wild environment, like a river or open water or the ocean? No, I have not. I have done a lot of test scuba diving. That was actually back when I lived in Florida. My, my dad and I used to talk all the time about how 
we wanted to get into it and have it be like a father-son hobby. And then um, we, we went a couple times to like these scuba aquatic life fairs that... Um, I forget what it was called, but there was some like aquatic life and exploration center near where we lived in Florida. And like once a year they would have this fair where it was like you could go look at all the new types of scuba diving equipment and like pet a sea turtle and do this and do that. And they had like this huge diving pool in the back of the facility. And during this fair they would have of um, you could go and scuba dive in the uh, pool and see if it was for you and i did that a few times and i always enjoyed it um i would definitely like to actually do it in a environment that's not um controlled at some point but um yeah in a sense i have scuba dived all right then <laughs> uh i have so one... yeah if you want to do another one just to fill out time and maybe get an actual answer from me i don't care yeah go go ahead um Oh, I, I'm You're sorry. You, you made got it the sound fucking like, question. You had, you got it the sounded fucking... like you had pulled it up for some reason. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm lazy. That's the characters we have. All right. Let's go ahead and select another one. Uh, are you friends with more men or women? Probably dudes, just because... Uh, if I consider like top tier friends and not just like acquaintances, it's like sixty forty dudes. Um, I'd say it's much more extreme if if we're going like friends and not just people I know. It's probably more like an eighty nine, an eighty ten for me. Eighty ten. Um, I don't think your math quite lands up there, bud. 80-20. 100%. Yeah. 80-20. Oh, yeah. 80-20. Okay, it's more like an 80-20. Numb nuts. <laughs> God. I will turn this podcast around, mister. Doesn't that just mean you rewind it? Yeah. Because, <laughs> of don't. course, we... Don't we question record, my frets. We record Anyways, this podcast on analog tape. Because hipster. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely not a, a sexist thing. I think it's just a fact of life thing is if you get on the internet, certain things that you look for are more of a boy's thing. And um, that's not to say women can't be into them and can't make content based around them, but for a long time there weren't a lot of female toy reviewers. There still aren't a lot. There weren't a lot, there aren't a lot of peop women doing analysis channels or at least doing them in a way that appeals to men. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the female content creation on the internet these days is either, um, art. Uh, and I mean like people doing illustrations, um, uh, stuff like makeup tutorials or cosplay. Uh, that also seems like you just have uh, you haven't gone out and seen it, cause yeah, that's possible too. Cause just opening up uh, purely my subscription feed, I already have one per uh, one woman who does D and D videos and uh, mm -hmm. other fictional content. I know 
Butterbuns, who does video gaming content. Uh, Pushing Up Roses, who also does video game content. Um, then you also got to think about, like, the women who are part of the creative department of Rooster Teeth. They're technically YouTubers. Well, I'm not a big Rooster Teeth guy, so I just, I wouldn't know more, a lot about that. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying, uh, I'm not trying to dispute your experience, I'm just saying, there are some out there. I mean, I did make a video several years back on my secondary channel, Vacuuming After Dark, called I, I Want to Watch More Female YouTubers, where I was just inviting people to suggest channels to me in the description, because... The only real female content creators that have ever been pushed to me is, um, first off, one who isn't even a woman anymore, Jesu Otaku. Um, I used to watch uh, he he slash her, but now he. Just say he. Back, yeah, he. I used to watch him a lot back in the uh, That Guy With The Glasses days when I was big into that site, but that was like five, six years ago now. Um, and... Uh, Oh, God, what's her name? Um, Lindsay? Some, not Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay Ellis. Though I, I, know, I know who you're talking about. No, I was uh, just saying that so the audience aren't questioning who the fuck is Lindsay. Yeah. Um, there was some, uh, some woman who did uh, video analysis of Pokemon games. Um, I know who and, you're like, talking Digibro about. Digibro used to always talk about her, and she did this one video about her perspective as a girl growing up playing video games, which was really fascinating, but she had to take it down because she got a lot of really sexist comments. Um, and I watched I watched her for a while, but I eventually stopped watching her because, and admittedly, this is really shallow, and I'd like to think I've moved past this because this was a couple of years ago. I stopped watching her because I found her voice really grating. Yeah. Yeah. But I do that to male YouTubers all the time, too, just to be fair. But, I, there are, I watch a good number of women, now we're just on a completely different subject, back to the original, most of my friends aren't internet friends, they are yeah. people And that's like, another difference between you and me, is most of my friends are. I grew, like, my best friend is still, I've known him since middle school, and technically in middle school, he was my bully. Huh. Yeah, I didn't realize he was my bully, so I just annoyed him into becoming my friend. <laughs> nice. No, like, he describes the moment, because we went through middle school, uh, I considered him a friend, he he hated my guts, uh, and then we were in a shared science, science class in high school, um, and, we, and we all made fun of the teacher, because... The best way to put it is he had very protruding nipples, hmm. and every other thing out of his mouth, every other word, was um. So, um, class, um, we're, um, going to, um, talk about, um, uh, we're going to, um, going to, um... Wow, uh, he, was, um, he was one of those, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and we always make fun of it. And so, we got more genuine friendship, uh, during that moment... And then someone made uh, a, a joke disparaging of me, and then he says he realized that we were actually friends in that moment because he went, you can't say that about him. Only I can. Fuck you. <laughs> nice. 
yeah. So now he, we're some of the greatest friends, uh, best friends, um, and yeah, yeah. I even uh, kind of helped him onto his current path in life because he is a sculptor. Um, he's off of school, but he goes to a sculpting school, a really nice facility and everything. Uh, but he wouldn't be on that path right now if I didn't bug him into coming to my art school to take sculpture there. That is dope as a rope. Um, uh, but yeah, the reason I got on the, the female content creators, uh, track was just because a lot of my friends I've met either because they were content creators or because they watched the same content creators as me and we were like in a live chat for something and said content creator was doing yeah um, like uh i've only really got one friend who i've known for a really long time and started out just like i just met him and we and we clicked and that's uh my script editor bill Forsyth. um who is now more of an internet friend. I, I haven't really seen him in person in a couple of years now, uh, but I'm aiming to fix that sometime soon. I, I I would like to go hang out with him at some point during the coming summer break, but uh, that's pretty up in the air right now. So, uh, uh, yeah, just, just never had the chance all that much to interact with women that much in a friendship capacity. Um, though I would not, um, turn it down were it to come up now. Yeah, and two of the greatest friends I had in college were, um, both illustrators, um, and one in DU Animation, I still, they're still some of the best people I've ever met. Uh, it's rare and rare to talk to them just because they're busy and I'm busy and whenever we try to talk, it's brief, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this episode of Analytical Fanboys. Thanks as always to everyone for listening. Um, all five of you. you yeah. Um, if you wanna go ahead and keep up with this show, if this is your first time listening, um, you just jumped in because you saw we were talking about Ghost and you now wanna hear any future episodes we do, go ahead and click that subscribe button if you want to listen to this show on the go take it wherever you want don't have to leave your youtube app open and your phone on or maybe you have a youtube red and you can turn your phone off while you're listening to youtube maybe you're one of them fancy pants out there or maybe you're, you're a not, wizard and you don't even need a phone you just can get it streamed straight to your brain that's possible too but if you're not any of those myriad of things we have a link down in the description where you can download an MP3 of any episode of this show from Google Drive. Um, if you want to submit a question to be read on the next episode of Analytical Fanboys, go ahead and email us at analyticalfanboys at gmail.com. Make sure you put in the subject line, question for the podcast, okay to read on air. Or, if you want to submit a topic for us to consider for future discussion, you can also do that. Just put in the subject line, um, topic suggestion, okay to read on air. And, uh, yeah. And if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Yeah, that too. Um, so <laughs> I'm just fucking um, up everything you do. That's my that's my you, role in life. You are. I went and made a script for doing the outro, and you're just stepping all over it. But I I love it. It's great. Keep going. Anyways, <laughs> just um, hate your conformity. Fuck you. <laughs>
Power um, to the people. Eat the rich. Oh, no. I totally won't die. I'm poor as shit. Anyways, um, if you want to check out any of our individual stuff, you can find me on YouTube at uh, The Vacuuminator, just youtube.com slash The Vacuuminator. I do analysis of tokusatsu and other children's shows with a, uh, a, bit, of a bit of a little something woven in. Um, Chris, what is your YouTube? I am Boingo Writer. Uh, I do... Video editorials, I guess. Is that a good way to describe it? I give Is my... that what the kids are calling it these days? No, because I don't feel comfortable calling it a video essay because I'm not I'm not an authority enough to say this is the thing. No, it's much more of like, hey, I just have a thought and I want to give my opinion. Yeah, I think is... this thing's really cool. So which I don't. I don't feel comfortable calling it a video essay. Editorial feels more comfortable, but yeah. Um, and if you want to keep up with whatever uh, the two of us are doing in our day-to-day lives, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Vacuuminator, and Chris, you're at Boingo Writer. I think I have an um, underscore. Do I have an underscore? I don't know. I, don't, I I do not think you do. Hold on, let me check because. Oh no, we need fact confirmation. Because I'm I'm a I'm a. There's a phrase. There's an actual phrase for it. I'm a responsible adult. Uh, it is an underscore. Boingo underscore writer. Okay. There's no underscore mining, though. Yeah. Uh, you do know why it's Boingo, right? I told you that, right? Yeah, because you're a big Oingo Boingo fan. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. We will see you next time when we will be discussing Database Rangers Power Reviews Year Zero. And uh, until then, this is Simeon the Vacuuminator Scott. I, I'm. I'm. He is. And we will see you next time. Bye! Bye.